0: morning. Morning. woo! Now we are rolling. Welcome to worship this morning. Now today, of course, it's our first Sunday getting back to two services. Things are a little bit different and poor David is all alone today. So you guys need to sing really well for poor David because he is flying solo today and he's going to do amazingly. Uh, But we definitely... we definitely need uh, need some assistance from all of us. But good morning and welcome to our contemporary worship service on Palm Sunday. Let us begin by just preparing our hearts and our minds in a moment of prayer. So let us pray. Good and gracious God, we turn to you on this day and we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and with your power while we gather here in this place We ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we worship you on this Palm Sunday, as we together shout, Hosanna in the highest heaven. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us this morning. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen and now you all know we have folks worshiping with us online and so if you you know they see the back of your heads it's nice for them to get a nice little friendly wave so if you want to just take a moment and turn around and say good morning to those who are worshiping online give them a wave right there welcome to worship those of you who are online as well And now, hopefully you guys all have your palms. If you do not have a palm, raise your hand and we could bring you one. But if you all have a palm, I know that one of the things that they said in the last service that I still have to do is teach you all how to make sure you know how to fold these palms. So we are going to turn our palms into crosses this morning. And I want to step down here. I'm a little worried about feedback at the moment. But we are going to turn our palms into crosses. If you are worshiping with us online, there are palms outside at the entrance. You are welcome to pick them up after worship. We will leave them out there and then watch this part of the video again. And even those of you who are here, if you don't figure it out and you really want to turn your palm into a cross, you could take extra palms home with you and then go back to this part of the video and try again. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to turn our palms into crosses. So if you take your palm, you wanna decide how tall you want your cross to be. So mine's usually about this tall to where my fingers are. So choose how tall you want your palm to be. Then what you're going to do is you are going to fold it straight down towards you. So fold it straight down towards you. And then I'll give you all a second. So you've got that there. Glenn, there's a whole bunch of feedback. Something needs to be muted. Uh, and so (laughs) you can fold it down there, and then what you're going to do is you need to determine how tall you want the top of your cross to be. Mine's about that, and you have to like try it, you have to fold it in like a triangle kind of way out to the side, so you do that, so it's folding towards you. Okay, you're looking pretty good. Yeah, get it towards yourself, and then you need to, the the length of all the like parts of the cross should be about the same, so you're going to fold it behind you. The next one, you're going to fold this behind you, sorry Sue, fold it behind you, so you now have something that looks like this. I think we're getting there. (laughs) And then you're going to do the last fold for the last part of the cross, you're going to fold it towards yourself, try to make it the same length. So you end up with this, but now you've got this part that's sticking out to the side. Got a couple new families here, and you're learning we do arts and crafts in this church, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now you get to the tricky part. So now you need to take this long part, and you need to basically, like, wrap it around to tighten up your cross. So you just kind of, like, I don't know how to best explain this. You kind of just wrap it all around. Make it as pretty as you want or as messy as you want. You're the only one who's going to know. And then you wrap it around. And then eventually you take this part and you tuck it in and pull it through. I don't know if that means anything to you guys. And then, voila, I've got some strands hanging out here. Okay. And there you go. And now while you guys are finishing up that, I will light our peace candle. So as we light this candle, we will pray for peace. Now I want to say to you, as I said last week, even though you're busy folding your palms, that we had another shooting again, you know, two weeks in a row where there's shootings where there's innocent people who have been killed. And so I think it's really important that we need to take a moment to think whenever we come to worship, whenever we come to enter through these sanctuary doors or or tune in online, whenever we come to do that, we need to do something really important. We need to make sure that when we walk into the sanctuary or enter into an online worship place, that we leave any hatred at the door. Any negativity needs to be let at the door. Any hatred that's brewing or growing inside of us, we need to let uh, leave at the door. And then when we come to worship and we spend time in prayer, we, we need to fill ourselves with the light and the peace of christ so when we leave this place the most important thing that we do is we want to not pick up that hatred that we left at the door that hatred needs to stay there and we need to never pick it up again leave it there and go out with the light of christ in our lives so with that thought in our mind let us light our peace candle as we pray for peace in this world holy and loving god we light this candle and we pray for peace We pray for your peace that surpasses all human understanding. We pray for your peace that we hope can grow in this world. Fill us, Lord, with your peace. Let the light of peace live in our lives and spread from each one of us to the next. We pray this all in the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, and together we say, Amen.
1: Jesus, come, come, Jesus, come, we need your mighty presence in our lives, so we call on your name, hear us, Lord, as we pray, we say, come, Jesus, come, Jesus, come. Come and build your throne among us, Lord. We offer you our praise. Arise and fill the temple of our hearts. Be exalted in this place. Be exalted in this place. Come, Jesus, come. Come, Jesus, come need your mighty presence in our lives. So we call on your name, hear us, Lord, as we pray, we say, come, Jesus, come, Jesus, come. Come and build your throne among us, Lord, we offer you our praise. Rise and fill the temple of our hearts. Be exalted in this place. Be exalted in this place. Come, Jesus, come. Come, Jesus, come. We need your mighty presence in our lives. So we call on your name, hear us, Lord, as we pray. We say, come, Jesus, come, Jesus, come. We say, come, Jesus, come, Jesus, come.
0: Amen. And now you may be seated, and we have our children's moment. Uh, which is always available online as well. Uh, For those of you who are new here, we have a quirky children's moment that my dogs lead. So here we are.
2: Charlie, I heard mom saying that today is Palm Sunday. Oh, hi kids, happy Palm Sunday kids.
3: It sure is Bernie.
2: But what does that mean? And do dogs even have palms? I know people do. That's in the middle of their hands, and human hands are really important because they pet us with their hands.
3: Well, Palm Sunday isn't about the palms on people's hands. It's called Palm Sunday because of the palm branches. These things.
2: Oh, I see.
3: See, what happened was Jesus entered into the city of Jerusalem when thousands or maybe even millions of people were in Jerusalem to celebrate a Jewish holiday called Passover. And as Jesus went into the city to celebrate, people threw their coats on the ground and they threw palm branches on the ground. They were honoring Jesus and shouting, Hosanna, which means save us. Wow. So it was
2: like a parade?
3: Yes, it was like a parade to celebrate Jesus and the hope he brought to the people.
2: That's so amazing! I'm sure everybody was happy to see Jesus!
3: Well, not everyone. Some people were jealous of Jesus and all the attention he was getting, especially when they listened to the crowds shout for joy when they saw Jesus.
2: Aw man, that stinks! Jealousy is hard though. I get jealous when you're getting lots of pets from other people and I try to steal all the attention away from you.
3: I know brother, I do too. But even when we get jealous, we still love each other. These people were so jealous that they planned to kill Jesus.
2: I would never get that jealous.
3: Me neither brother. But Jesus entered the city anyway, because he had work to do. Jesus had to battle death and win and show all of us that we are worthy of God's love.
2: Of course Jesus did. He's the best. I can't wait for Jesus to pet me one day in heaven. I bet he gives the best belly rubs.
3: I'm sure he does. And everything Jesus did, he did out of love.
2: Because God is...
3: Yes, brother. God is love.
2: Well, kids, I hope you learned as much as I did today. Be blessed and have a blessed Palm Sunday, and I will see you next week.
4: Their noses were a little shiny. (laughs) Good morning for our litany. When the lector says, Together we sing, you all respond, Hosanna in the highest. Let us enter the city with God today. Let us shout Hosanna to our King. Together we sing. Hosanna in the to the Son of God riding on a donkey, with shepherds and prostitutes, with the blind and the leper, with abandoned and oppressed, together we sing. Let us shout for joy at Christ's coming and follow the one who welcomes the sinner and dines with the outcast. Let us sing. Hosanna in the highest. Let us touch and see as God draws near, riding in triumph toward the cross. Together we sing. Hosanna in the Amen.
1: here is- You are the God of the humble. You are the humble king.
0: Amen. And please be seated. Now this morning we're going to read from the Gospel of John, the... 12th chapter, we are going to read verses 1 through 19. Now, I'll give you a little heads up. The lectionary actually calls first for the Gospel of Mark, which is the traditional reading on Palm Sunday, as we hear about Jesus uh, getting the donkey, a donkey that he's arranged for, the disciples getting it and bringing it for him, and then him processing into Jerusalem, whereas the Gospel of John tells us a little bit of a different story and a little bit more, and and it only was going to tell us to read verses like 12 through 16, but that barely anything. So instead we're going to read the Gospel of John, the 12th chapter. We will start with verse 1 and we will read through verse 19. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And there they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. And Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard and anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, "'Why was this perfume not sold for three hundred denarii in the money given to the poor?' He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. And Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of her burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. When the great crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And so the chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death, uh, death as well, since it was on account of him that many of the Jews were deserting and were believing in Jesus. And then the next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. And so they took branches of palm trees, And they went out to meet Jesus, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. And Jesus found a donkey and sat on it. As it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. And his disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him And so the crowd that had been with Jesus, when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to testify. It was also because they had heard that he had performed the sign that the crowd went to meet him. But the Pharisees, then they said to one another, You see, you can do nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to
1: God. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? To my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine I can only imagine When that day comes And I find myself Standing in the sun I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak it all? I can only imagine. Would I be able to speak it all I can only imagine? I can only imagine I can only imagine when all I will do is forever Forever worship you. I can only imagine. I can only imagine.
0: Amen. Beautifully done. Let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we ask that you bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds. As we gather to worship you on this Palm Sunday, we ask that you bless all that we do and all that we say, so that everything can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So as I told you before reading the scriptures, uh, the Gospel of John is not usually the gospel selection that we choose for Palm Sunday. Usually we read one of the more traditional uh, synoptic gospels that tell us about how Jesus' disciples went and got the donkey and then processed into Jerusalem. But I noticed during Bible study that the Gospel of John was really quite captivating to me. And the reason why is because the Gospel of John is a bit different from the synoptic gospels. So in the synoptic gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In the Synoptic Gospels, we get lots of the step-by-step details about what happens. So this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and they're all kind of in agreement. But with the Gospel of John, John doesn't care quite as much about telling us all of those step-by-step details as he does about carrying us, uh, telling us about the, the feeling behind everything and the theological message behind what we're reading. So I love as we read through the Gospel of John that we're getting not just the details about what happened and, but we're also getting that theological message and we're getting the feelings and the emotions behind the story that he's telling maybe you could pick up on that maybe when you get home you're going to read the gospel of john the 12th chapter again and maybe you'll pick up on that emotion that we can hear as john is telling us the story not just to give us the facts but to give us even more of the of the meat and of the the meaning and of the The theological background as we read it and and that feeling and that emotion but here's what we need to understand and that the gospel of john really helps us to understand is that on that palm sunday which everybody was entering into jerusalem to celebrate the passover and on that palm sunday we know that that year there was about 2.5 million people in jerusalem that palm sunday now, I don't know what 2.5 million people looks like, but I'm gonna guess that seemed like an awful lot of people that were there in Jerusalem that time, 2,000 years ago. People were making their pilgrimage, they were making their way to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And so there were about 2.5 million people in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover at that time. And as all of these people are there, John gives us this detail that that there was a large crowd that was surrounding around Jesus and that was following Jesus because what happened was this crowd was talking about what Jesus had done because Jesus had raised a man from the dead people had been talking about how there had been a man named lazarus who had died and then been buried in a tomb and that man was uh, was buried in a tomb and then jesus came opened up the tomb stood at the tomb and said come out lazarus and out lazarus came and people witnessed this people witnessed jesus raised lazarus from the dead. They witnessed this, and there was no other explanation than the fact that Jesus must come from God. And so everybody was captivated by Jesus. So these large crowds were gathered around Jesus, and these large crowds were closing in on Jesus, and and they wanted to see Jesus, and they wanted to touch Jesus. And then as Jesus started to process into the city of Jerusalem, as Jesus made this procession in, and all of these crowds are gathered around, and everybody is talking saying did you hear did you hear what jesus did did you hear that he raised lazarus from the dead did you hear what this man jesus has done and then they started to witness this and they were so overwhelmed with emotion they went and they grabbed palm branches and they started throwing them on the ground and they started waving them in the air they took off their own cloaks and they threw them on the ground and they started shouting hosanna which means save now Hosanna, which means save now, really save us now. They saw Jesus coming and they started shouting, Hosanna. Jesus gave them hope. They knew he must come from God. And so they started shouting Hosanna, meaning save now. Save us now from this world that we live in. Save us now from the oppression of the Roman Empire. Save us now. They shouted as they grabbed their palm branches as Jesus entered into Jerusalem, but here is what the Gospel of John tells us, which is why I'm loving this twelfth chapter of the Gospel of John. John's telling us about the Pharisees. The Pharisees, they were getting jealous. The Pharisees, I love this little detail, that's why I ended here on this verse, I love this detail. We learn that that as the Pharisees are kind of all gathered around and witnessing all these crowds gathering around Jesus, that the Pharisees look at one another and they say, You see? You can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. I picture it as like the Pharisees. They've already, the priests have already decided that they want to kill Lazarus because they don't want people talking about how Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. They've already planned to, to try and kill Lazarus. And now these Pharisees are looking at each other and they're looking at all the people and I, it's like they're throwing their hands up in the air and they're like, what in the world? What are we going to do now? Everybody is paying attention to Jesus. There is nothing more that we can do. I kind of, in my own way of like picturing this, I kind of picture this as like the Pharisees throwing a little bit of a hissy fit. You know what I mean? Like they're throwing their arms and they're up in the air and they're like, this is over. This is so terrible. Now, I know, are any of you guys real big sports fans? I've heard that Marsh Madness is going on, though, you know, I know nothing about basketball. But I was thinking about this. And you know when there's like the end of a game and one team is certainly winning a game, and I learned, Ted Camp filled me in at the last service, that this is actually a good thing to explain with March Madness. So apparently at the end of one of these March Madness basketball games, that's the right sport, right? Yep, at the end of March Madness basketball games, that like the last five minutes of a game can last like 30 minutes long. Because I guess that they start like throwing fouls and everything like that. Like suddenly they're causing all these fouls because they're trying to get more points for themselves even if they, they lose a couple. So at the end of a game sometimes, if you have one team that's winning and another team that's clearly losing, either the losing team will do something like they'll really hope for a miracle. Maybe if it's football, they'll throw a Hail Mary. They start to hope for a miracle. But when it is, uh, when it, you know, sometimes if a miracle isn't seeming like it's going to happen, that losing team, they start to play dirty. <laughs> They start to dig in those little elbows. They start to push. They start to trip. You know, in football, they'll, like, grab face masks and stuff like that. If it's the end of a game and there's one team that's clearly losing, a lot of times that losing team will start to play dirty. Do you guys know what I'm talking about here? They'll start to play a little dirty. Well, that's what I think was going on here with the the scribes and, and the priest and the Pharisees. It's like they're in a game, and they're realizing that they're losing. It's like they're, they're realizing that when if it's a popularity contest between Jesus and the religious elite, Jesus is winning and they're losing. It's like they're realizing that everybody is turning to Jesus. Everybody's looking for Jesus for guidance. Everybody's looking to Jesus to find out more about God. And the Pharisees and the scribes and the priests, they're like, we're the ones that, that spent our whole entire life trying to get into this place of prominence. We're the ones that everybody's supposed to look to. They're not supposed to look to Jesus. They're supposed to look to us. So here's what I think that those scribes and those Pharisees and those priests really did. Not all of them, but a lot of them. They started to play dirty. If everybody's looking to Jesus, if everybody thinks that Jesus is the son of God, they say, that's it. We're gonna kill Lazarus and we're gonna kill Jesus. They start to play dirty dirty and it's heartbreaking but that's what happened because they could have tried for a miracle but they couldn't see a miracle because a miracle was standing right in front of them jesus the son of god was standing right in front of them so when they couldn't hope for a miracle instead they started to play dirty and they planned not only for the death of lazarus but also for the death of jesus friends here's what i think that we can take away from all this I think we can look into this crazy chaotic world that we live in and we live in a crazy chaotic world don't we we can look at a crazy chaotic world full of so much hatred and violence and we're a year long into a pandemic and it's still i can't tell you how much i miss normal church i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i really really miss miss the normal things but we're a year long into a pandemic and i think that That as we look around this crazy wild world that we live in we can either start looking for the way that god's working in the world we can look for the miracles we can look for the way that god's working in the world or we can look at all the negative stuff we can look at all that nastiness we can look at all the bad things that happen and we can let those things fill us up until suddenly it's like we have a pit in our stomach and it's all weighing us down and we become a part of that darkness I read this the other day from another pastor, Pastor Trey Ferguson, and he said this quote that I just absolutely love. He said, Jesus did not end up on the cross because a couple of people made mistakes. Jesus was sent to the cross because a society was unable to recognize divine activity in their midst. I'm going to say that for you one more time. Jesus did not end up on the cross because a couple of people made mistakes. Jesus was sent to the cross because a society was unable to recognize divine activity in their midst. So my question for all of us is are we able to witness and recognize divine activity in our midst? we live in a crazy chaotic world there was we're in the middle of a pandemic and there were two shootings within the last two weeks there is so much darkness so much hatred so much violence and everything there's so much evil that exists in this world and it's so true and it's so obvious so we can start to only you know think about the bad things in the world We can start to just find all of that negativity we can gripe on things somebody can can wrong us and we can hold on to that sue could do something mean to me and i could hold on to that and not let it go and let it brew inside of me we can pay attention to all of the darkness that's in the world and and we can fill ourselves with so much negativity and and we can become vindictive and and angry we can become angry like the pharisees once did and we can participate in all that nastiness in the world I think about all the the shootings that happens. I think that that often happens because people, for some reason, they let this this hatred grow inside of them. Maybe it's some kind of hatred or racism or something that grows inside of them, and they let it grow inside of them until it takes over their whole entire self, and that becomes all that they are. That's what happens if we look at all that, that darkness, and if we let all of that grow inside of us. We can either choose to live that way or we can choose to live another way. We can choose to live the way where we see God at work in this world. We can choose to look at the world in a different way where we can see that there is God and that there is goodness in this world. We can open up our eyes and we can see the beauty of God's creation. We can open up our eyes and we can see the good works of God in this world. And here's the thing that I want you guys to think about for just a second. Sometimes... We can't see the ways that God's working in this world sometimes we can't see the goodness maybe all we see is the bad have you ever had a day let's be honest have you ever had a day where you only see the bad stuff that happens in the world maybe that happens sometimes we need to force ourselves to look at the good and sometimes if we can't force ourselves to look in the good we need to start to ask if we're not seeing the ways that God's working in this world how are we being God's hands and feet in this world Because do you know that we are called to be God's hands and God's feet in this world? We are called to be a blessing to others. We are called to see somebody in need and help them. We are called to do God's work in this world. So maybe if we're not seeing God working in the world, we're not doing enough of God's work in this world. Have you ever started your day and said, okay, God, this day is about to begin. Get ready to use me. Say, God, it's time for you to use me. Use me to do good in this world. Use me to be your hands and your feet in this world. Use me to be a blessing in this world. Sometimes we can't see the divine activity of God in this world because we're not trying to be God's hands and feet enough. So what I want us to think about on this Palm Sunday, as we think about the day when our Lord and our Savior was nailed to a cross, I want us to think about the fact that we can either focus on all that's bad in this world and let that brew inside of us, or we can try to be a part of the good. We can try to let God use us. We can be God's hands and feet in this world. We can ask God to let us be God's hands so that we can do more good and create more good in this world. I'm thinking about on that Palm Sunday when all of the people grabbed their palms and they started shouting Hosanna. They started shouting save us now hosanna save us now god maybe today we need to shout hosanna we need to shout hosanna and say god save us now but save us now and use us to do your will use us to do your goodness use us to share your love use us to share your kindness and your compassion use us lord so we need to shout hosanna today but we also need to be ready for god to use us because you know what god's going to use sue god also might need to use me and then god might need to use debbie and it's going to go and go and go god needs to use all of us and we need more of us who are ready and willing to be god's hands and feet in this world because yes this world has a lot of evil in it yes this world can be a scary place to live yes this world can be crazy and chaotic but we can be God's hands and feet. God will use us. God will bless us to create more goodness and more love in this world. So today we need to shout Hosanna. And I'm actually serious. I want to shout in Hosanna. We need to shout Hosanna. Shout it with me. Hosanna. 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 Shout with all your heart's breath. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest heaven, we say, because we want God to save us. But you know what? If we want God to save us, we need to be God's hands and feet. We need to be ready to make a difference. We need to do more good. We need to do more love. We get to be God's hands and feet. And that's what I want on our hearts and our minds as we walk through Holy Week. How can we be God's hands and God's feet in this world? Imagine if all of us Christians started thinking during Holy Week, what can we do to create more good? What can we do to be God's hands and feet? I hope your wheels are turning. I hope you wake up every single day during Holy Week and say, God, Hosanna, save now and use me to be your hands and feet imagine what this world would look like if every christian god knows how many there's so many christians in this world imagine if every christian who professed to be a christian said god use me let me be part of the divine work in this world let use me to create your goodness use me lord imagine what this world would look like evil would have no say Hatred and violence would be a thing of the past if only every Christian said, God, use me now to do your good. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, holy God and loving God, we turn to you on this day. We shout Hosanna because we refuse to let evil take up even the smallest parts of our souls. So use us now, Lord. Fill us with your love and with your grace and with your compassion. Use us, Lord, to be your hands and your feet in this world. Use us, Lord, because this world needs your presence and your love and your peace. And we pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done
4: This is the time we usually call for our offering. You can give online or in the basket in the back of the sanctuary as you leave. I also mail mine in once a month, that's my option. Mm
1: Give thanks to the grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his Son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks.
0: And let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray.
1: Amen. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, the hope of nations. Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save, He is mighty to save. Forever author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave. Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save, He is mighty to save, forever, Arthur of Salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King Jesus on your light and let the whole world see, we're singing for the glory of the risen King. Savior, he can move the mountains, and my God is mighty to save, he is mighty to save. Forever, author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave, Jesus conquered the grave.
0: amen and now go forth with the blessing of god go forth with the love of christ in your heart go forth and be god's hands and feet in this world and friends next week is easter sunday morning i just want to make sure since we're moving everything around constantly around here we have a traditional service at 9 a.m and then at 10 30 a.m we have an easter egg hunt pray that the rain is not going to happen in easter sunday kids you guys are going to love this easter egg hunt I bought a massive amount of Easter eggs. I have no, there's going to be a lot of eggs. So we are going to have a massive Easter egg hunt at 10.30 in between services. Hopefully that will be outside. And then at 11 o'clock we will have our traditional service as we celebrate together the resurrection of our Lord. Also, this Thursday is Maundy Thursday. We have our Maundy Thursday worship service here. It will be in person at 7 p.m. It will also be streamed online if you want to watch from home. Now go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all.